Ohio Decalogue Stone and Keystone. In November of 1860, David Wirick of Newark, Ohio found an inscribed stone in a burial mound about 10 miles south of Newark. The stone is inscribed on all sides with a condensed version of the Ten Commandments or Decalogue, in a peculiar form of post-exilic square Hebrew letters. The robed and bearded figure on the front is identified as Moses in letters fanning over his head. YHWH Keystone written in ancient block Hebrew found in Newark, Ohio Indian Mounds. These images are from http colon slash slash quietbuck.wordpress.com slash category slash American YHWH slash a lot more there. Now these are the Ten Commandments. It says on the rock. Welcome to the location of the oldest known Ten Commandments, the only place on earth where the name of God is found having been written into a stone altar dedicated to Him, and the first place of worship established to the biblical God in America. South of Albuquerque, and west of Los Lunas, New Mexico, an ancient inscription was carved into the face of a boulder centuries ago. It is the text of the Ten Commandments, written in Hebrew. Of particular interest is the fact that the type of Hebrew writing that was used was Paleo-Hebrew, which is the form of Hebrew writing that was used for approximately a 1,000-year period, ending about 500 BC. This means that we can fairly conclude that the inscription of the Ten Commandments was engraved on the face of a boulder in New Mexico, North America, sometime prior to 500 BC. The Holy One of Israel led colonies of righteous Israelites to the land of America, prior to the destruction of Jerusalem and the Babylonian dispersion that occurred in about 587 BC. Harvard scholar Robert Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, an expert in Semitic languages, concluded that the mysterious inscription was written in a form of Paleo-Hebrew and paraphrased the Ten Commandments. I am Yahweh thy God who brought thee out of the land, Pfeiffer's translation began. There shall not be unto them other gods before me. Hebrew scholars, such as Cyrus Gordon of Brandeis University near Boston, have vouched for its authenticity. Historian Stephen M. Collins points out that the Lost Luna Stone inscription in archaic Hebrew was written in the Hebrew letters of the style of the Moabite stone, dated to about 1000 BC. This would place the writing on the stone to the time of the kingdom of ancient Israel under its most affluent and powerful king, Solomon, who reigned from 1014 BC to 974 BC. Sea voyages around the world were fairly common during the time of King Solomon, the son of David, during Israel's golden age. Solomon's incredible wealth also strongly points to the lost Luna stone inscription as having been carved during his reign. Financing sailing voyages of discovery and maritime trade is no small feat. Vast sums and investments are required. Solomon was the wealthiest king who ever lived, and undoubtedly had the resources to fund such far-reaching and dangerous voyages. Also, during his reign Israel was in league with the other major world powers of the day, including Tyre and the Phoenicians, and the nation of Egypt. It is Hidden Mountain, 5507, in New Mexico having the local mystery stone as it is still called by the state, now named the Phoenician Inscription Rock on the official maps or Mystery Rock in their area attractions lists. The site is located 35 air miles due SW of Albuquerque on Highway 6, Historic Route 66, Adam 18 S of I-40 or 16 miles W of I-25 at Los Lunas, wherefore it has also become known as the Los Lunas Decalogue. It was once an Israelite wilderness tabernacle site some 2,500 or more years ago, with its high place altar inscription to the Lord our God of the Bible, and 80 ton boulder commandment stone mezuzah at the gate dating from the Old Testament period of the Paleo Hebrew Mother Script. It is the only Ten Commandments yet found in the ancient writing. Historically, the mountain was called Cerro Los Mokjino, Cliff of the Strange Writings, by the Native Americans stating it pre existed the arrival of their ancestors into the area. 
It's been said there exists about 2,000 glyphs around Hidden Mountain for a radius of about 6 miles. The next most significant locale Hebrew is not far away, in the Purgatoire River Valley due south of La Junta, Colorado, where the oldest written inscriptions in the U.S. are, circa 1250 BCE. Conservatively, from the earliest ligature phase of word formation by tying letters together into a picture. Those two have Yah inscriptions identifiable with the Exodus people. The actual massive rock which appears like a small ship with cleared keel, may be what attracted his attention to it, of the volcanic basalt from the top tertiary shelf is a remnant of geological prehistory which fell two-thirds of the way down the mountain to become what now has stood ground 2,500 plus years as a massive mezuzah, Bible script found at every Jewish doorway. Set at a right angle to the left of the main entry before a natural gateway to this ancient site with altar having the same writing but at exactly the opposite angle leftward unto facing the river where it's flowing in a straight line perfectly perpendicular to it. Being the greatest of only three Ten Commandments stones found anywhere in the world, the others being the Ohio Decalogue a much smaller example in a unique type of the post-exilic Jewish square script and another one of the Michigan artifacts found written in a cuneiform style of Hebrew graphics, and therefore most worthy of copy, these are made utilizing the complete alphabet, the best example of the print closest to that writing of the original tablets, as the paleo is the only Hebrew having an equal size characters letter set which plotting on both sides of two tablets according to the accounts would have required. These remakes of it are correct down to the very angle it sets at, but without the ancient scribe's mistake of overlooking a part afterward realized and inserted, with a diacritical mark carat, with the corrected spelling of a couple of the words in addition of yet a couple more he passed up for an accurate to Exodus 20 readable abridgment of the full Decalogue, as below unembossed. There are a surprising number of evidences and corroborations that there have been Israelites visiting and living upon the American continents for thousands of years. Other inscriptions, also written in Paleo-Hebrew, have been discovered in the states of Iowa, Ohio, and Tennessee as well as in Brazil. In Newark, Ohio, a carved stone of curious workmanship was discovered which also bears an engraved inscription of the Ten Commandments of the Covenant, in Paleo-Hebrew. At a site known as Bat Creek Cave, in Tennessee, an ancient Hebrew inscription has been found which mentions the Israelite tribe of Judah. Another fascinating archaeological discovery in America is an ancient artifact bearing an old Hebrew inscription of the Ten Commandments unearthed in Ohio in 1860. The tablet also includes a scene of an individual, Moses, carved into the front of the tablet in considerable detail, holding the tablets of the Ten Commandments. This artifact was discovered in an ancient burial mound. Without a doubt, these various inscriptions firmly establish the fact that Israelites were in America long before the arrival of Europeans. Duh. Native Language and Customs There are many Native American Indian customs that confirm the fact of their Hebrew origins. Many of those customs and linguistic evidences were noticed and recorded by the first Europeans who had contact with the various Indian tribes. Congressman, A View of the Hebrews, by Ethan Smith, and American Antiquities, by Josiah Priest. The old customs of the American Indian people included many rituals that were the same, or partially modified, from the equivalent Hebrew observances of the Mosaic Law. Each Indian tribe displayed some customs or traditions that are definitely Hebrew in character. Examples include, circumcision in some tribes, ritual purification after touching a dead body, laws of unclean meats, many Indian tribes followed the dietary laws, cities of refuge, to which a person who accidentally had committed a felony could flee for safety from retribution, levirate marriages, the obligation of a brother to raise up seed to a deceased brother who left a childless widow, laws of nidda, separation, for menstruating women, ritual purification in preparation for warfare, manner of marriage, divorce, and punishment for adultery, their lunar-based calendar, animal sacrifices, and many others.
A strong example of the Hebrew origin of some American Indian people includes the observance of annual holy days, which correspond with the appointed feasts of the Bible. For example, many Native American tribes celebrated a spring holy day known generally as the Feast of Green Corn, which was observed at the time of the full moon in early spring. Corresponding with this, we find that in the Hebrew calendar, the name for the month in which the Passover occurs was originally known as Abib, which can be translated as green ear, of grain. Like the Feast of Green Corn, the Passover was observed at the time of the full moon. Indian legends, including that of the Uchis, stating they had migrated to the area of Florida and Georgia from the region of the Bahamas. According to their legends, the island sank beneath the sea and they fled for their lives. These same Uchis later migrated to the Oklahoma Territory, where they eventually settled down. Amazingly enough, they show strong evidence that they had contact with the Old World in historic times. They have a custom which is unique among the American Indians. They are racially and linguistically different from their neighbors. Every year on the 15th day of the sacred month of harvest, in the fall, they make a pilgrimage. For eight days they live in booths with roofs open to the sky, covered with branches and leaves and foliage. During this festival, they dance around the sacred fire, and call upon the name of God. The ancient Israelites had the virtually identical custom, in many respects. In the harvest season in the fall, on the 15th day of the sacred month of harvest, the seventh month, they celebrate the festival of booths for eight days. During this time they lived in temporary booths, covered with branches, leaves, fronds. This festival goes back to the time of Moses and the exodus from ancient Egypt, Leviticus 23. Dr. Cyrus Gordon, of Brandeis University in Boston, was privileged to sit in on one of the fall harvest festivals of the Yuchi Indians, and listen to their chants, songs, and sacred ceremonies. An expert in Hebrew, Minoan, and many Middle Eastern languages, he was incredulous. As he listened, he exclaimed to his companion, My God! They are speaking the Hebrew names of God. Some of the best educated Europeans who first contacted American Indians in eastern North America noticed that, in the language of many tribes, there were numerous words that sounded the same, and had the same meaning as Hebrew words. Among those reaching this conclusion were notable early immigrants to North America, such as William Penn, Roger Williams, and Jonathan Edwards. Words that have the same sounds and meanings in Hebrew as they do in Indian languages include words for, man, wife, the heavens, prayer, winter, as well as numerous verbs and phrases. Among the words that were nearly identical to the Hebrew were Yohiwa, corresponding to Yahweh, and Hallelu or Hallelujah. Similarly, in the mid-1600s, reports of Hebrew-speaking Indians in South America first came to the attention of Europeans. As in North America, not only did the Europeans discover many strong similarities between the spoken languages of the Indians and the Hebrew language, they also reported seeing inscriptions written in Hebrew, and a very strong similarity between Indian customs and Israelite practices. Israelis made to America thousands of years before Europeans because there were sailors from the tribe of Zebulon and they went all over the world and left their mark. They left from the city of Eilat also it is recorded in the Old Testament that Solomon sent his navy all over to bring copper and silver and gold and tin and minerals like turquoise for the temple he was about to build. Also the name and continent is mentioned in the books of Talmud and Mishnah that was written thousands of years ago. Israel knew that the world was round. The Vatican accepted the world being round after man stepped onto the moon and then and only then did they apologize for wishing to burn Galileo at the stake for stating that the world is round. Here is the language connection. Get my free spiritual books. They are most valuable. They are a gift. What you have here is 30 years of hard work, deep research into how to attain the Holy Spirit, how to attain real divine experience, unique divine providence.
according to the ancient methods of the biblical prophets. An overview of everything, including, one the owner's manual to prosperity and the soul for Hindus, Christians, Jews, Buddhists, Muslims and anyone else. Two, the definitive biblical phenomena. Three, the souls speak. Four, the owner's manual to the soul part one the gate. Five, the owner's manual to the soul part two the Kabbalah. Six, the message. Seven, the book of the angel Matatroen. Eight, book of Elohim. Nine, Tefal in the owner's manual. Ten, the mystical holy Shabbat. Eleven, the divine structure of unfolding of heaven and earth. Twelve, the book of Ephage. 13. Markaba the Divine Chariot. You can read and down. Load your free copy of these books at this link. Greater than June 6, 2021 is a very important day in your life. What it's all about dash the soul its repairs and redemption.